Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, is my Sherpa, Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? <laughs> uh, I'm just guiding you through the trails, the ups and downs, the emotional valleys. Do I get you to know, put come a with me, Pat. Do I get to put a Yoda style backpack on you so you can just carry me when I get tired? Yeah, as long as I don't feel anything strange back there, you know, we'll be good. <laughs> I have short, stubby legs. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> Good. I'm sure we'll, it'll work out. It'll work out. Um, as uh, as we have mentioned in the last few casts, uh, we're still doing the bulk for charity drive um, for the Children's Organ Transplant Association for Wesley. He's the son of our, one of our listeners, uh, Richard. He's he's a nice guy. So please uh, check out the link. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Um, so Rich is a friend of ours, and uh, his son Wes is, Wesley's in need of a, a liver transplant. Um, so far, we've raised I think fifty six dollars. You said Jerry. Uh, uh, it's actually way more than that since I last updated because oh, cool. I put right now there's the raffle for the Leaving a Legacy playmat right now. Mm-hmm. And that alone, I think, has raised over $50. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that is running right now. That'll be running for a couple days after this episode comes out. And Did- then once that raffle's done, I think, Pat, I'm going to put up a raffle for the new playmat. Ooh, that'll be awesome. That new playmat. I can't I cannot wait to see that art uh, in in like in person. I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, those are going to be hot off the presses, haven't even been printed yet, uh, but once they are ready, uh, we'll get that out to the winner of the raffle. Have you officially raffled off the um, the show and tell yet either? Yes, uh, Connor Haley. Congratulations, Connor, for awesome. winning the show and tell. I actually dropped that in the mail today. Oh, cool. Good. Congrats, Connor. Thanks so much for the support. Um, so that's yeah. great. So hopefully we're hopefully we're we're above the $100 mark now. Um, I'm sure oh, yeah. I'm sure I, we you I know, think we're. We're getting close to the two hundred dollar oh, mark. That's if I'm so not... great. Yeah, that's so, so keep great. up the awesome work, everyone. This is great. Really appreciate it. And uh, if you want to send in uh, comments and stuff, please don't fe- don't hesitate to meet us at one of the local events. Um, Jerry and I travel around a little bit for Legacy, so you can always catch us at one of those. Um, and of course, we have we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later. But we have the gaming etc. presents the Leaving a Legacy two K uh, June thirtieth. Jerry and I will both be there streaming. Uh, like crazy people. Um, so if you have bulk, and you want to bring it down to the store, then it's an act of Massachusetts to be able to do that as well. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I'm really excited for the campaign. I think you guys are doing a great job and, um, yeah, we'll just, uh, keep it going and, and, uh, yeah, bring us your comments, let's right? Get, let's get there. Yeah. Let's get let's there. Get there. Uh, we have an awesome guest this week. GP Birmingham winner, Gary Campbell. How's it going? Woo-hoo! Hi there, guys. Thanks very much for having me on. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thanks for, uh, you know, staying up late with time zones and everything. We really appreciate it. And, you know, first of all, just congratulations. Yep. Thank you very much. It was uh, a surprise, but I did enjoy every minute of it. Uh, I'm not one that expects in anywhere near top eight, but day twoing is my thing these days. I do enjoy a nice day two. <laughs> So, so I'm all, I was going to be okay with a day two, but I just decided to take it down instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better luck getting awesome. good. Yeah, 
Ah, <laughs> uh, so cool. Well, yeah, I guess you know. Just tell us. You've been around in the magic community for a long time. You're a mainstay, especially in England, in uh, you know, uh, the United Kingdom area. But also, you make your way to the states from time to time. Can you just kind of tell our listeners about uh, yourself who might not be as familiar with you? Yeah. Well, it was back in '94. I picked up one of these unlimited starters. One of my friends came along to a club. I was at for. I think we were playing Warhammer. Um. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Look, this game, magic." And I would try, <laughs> I would try anything. So we busted open that unlimited starter, and shuffled up and started playing. Never had a clue for a long time, um, probably six, eight months before we really sussed out what we were doing. We didn't know what Mox was or anything. <laughs> and uh, back '94, the internet was pretty non-existent. Um, so, but. Yeah, it it started to pick up from there. But I've paid my hun- my fair share of hundred and ten card decks, and uh, not enough lines. Yeah. So good back fun. in the day when back in the day when every deck was a five color deck because you just shuffled up every card yeah, you owned. Every card, no sleeves. Uh, this sounds horrific, but yeah, ninety four. That was that was when I kicked off. So. Awesome. And I believe you said uh, your first Pro Tour was the third ever Pro Tour? Yeah, that was, well, we managed to learn the game a little bit uh, better. And I built a Sarah Angel Sengia Vampire deck. That was my first ever close to 60 deck. And uh, Netling Imps, all kinds of shenanigans in there. Hippies, Sorceress Queens. Um, so it's <laughs> all the crazy stuff in there, but that deck did quite well for a wee while. Then Ice Age came out, and uh, I liked Necropotence. <laughs> you saw the you saw the allure of uh, of combo. <laughs> yeah, that card worked out, and I played it for weeks and weeks and weeks, and just could not fathom it. And then one Friday night, I only ever played with half a dozen of my mates in a house every Friday night. We do round robin, best of the five rounds, best of three games. And I got beat basically every single game that night playing Necro. And I says, no, 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 it's got something. And the next day I went to a tournament in Dundee and lo and behold, I won the first round. And oh, that's what you got to do. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it worked out from there. And I went 7-0 in that tournament and the rest is history. I just kept winning and winning. And I travelled to Edinburgh and Glasgow and the other Scottish uh, cities and winning 6-0, It just kept going and going. Um, and then I decided, let's go to the first PTQ in the UK. Because the first two Pro Tours were you phoned up. Yeah, and, just, yeah. yeah, just US only, right? So, yeah. yeah. So this was the first one that you could qualify for so i traveled down england with my friends and lo and behold necro took that as well um and that was me qualified for columbus ohio 96 um wow so two years of bumbling about with 110 card decks and it uh, eventually come together with an insane streak because straight after that ptq i don't know if i appreciated how good qualifying for the Pro Tour was at the time, but mm-hmm. um, 
straight after that was the UK Nationals, one of the first ones. And I went 6-0 in that, and then finally somebody beat me. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Necro was vulnerable. But the people, it was a guy called Ollie Schneider. He'd been on a bunch of pro tours as well. So um, he was a, a really hot player at that time. But eventually, uh, yeah, going to the Columbus, Ohio was insane. Um, I travelled with a guy a lot. And people will know him. He, he was runner-up in Pro Tour 1. Um, Bertrand Lestrie, um, mm. a French guy. A bit crazy in the head, but nice guy. Um, <laughs> but he told me how important everything was. And I remember going down the escalator in the venue. And it was like hundreds of people in front of me. Going down the escalator and everybody looking up. Bertrand had arrived. And he told me, everybody will want to speak to you. They want to play with me, as in games and this, that, and the next thing. The Pro Tour was oh, the mightiest thing then. And, uh, wow. yeah, it was... Like even more. That sounds even more than today. I mean, like, we recognize these, these famous players, like uh bbd yes and kibler and like we recognize but it's not like a hush falls across the room when one exactly of them walk in. yeah one of these gods because at the time when i wore you got given a i got given a big purple rosette to wear and i got told not to take <laughs> it off but because i was walking about with one of them and it was like 160 players playing on that pro tour yeah people wanted to speak to you and shake your hands and just play you. Patron ended up charging $10 per game, but like I said, he was, he was a wee bit uh, a mad Frenchman. So, um, but yeah, that, 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 was, that was an awesome pro tour. Um, I never did so well, but one thing I did do was at the time play, out of my six rounds I played, five of the biggest names in the US at the time. I played uh, George Baxter, mm-hmm. Henry Stern, Matt Place, Darwin Castle, although he was called Darwin Mess at the time, and Bertrand. <laughs> so of the six rounds I played, uh, the five of them were big, big names at the yeah. time, especially George Baxter and Henry Stern. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow. yeah, it was an awesome event, and um, what else happened? Oh, I met um, Richard Garfield at that event. He had his own kind of area where he would just, people would go up, shake hands, get an autograph and wander off. So mm. I uh, got my Mox Peril signed. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but, I, I've, of all the years I've played Magic, I've never even seen Richard Garfield or even heard of an event that he's <laughs> been to. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Also in that event, I've got one little quick uh, story, another war story. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had a, an event called the Beta Bonus, but I never knew it was happening, basically. Um, so I played some side events because I got battered on day one. That's fair enough. So I, I played some side events and I won one of these little side events. It was a little sealed deck thing. And then wandered off. That was fine. Get some packs. Happy. And I was watching the top eight on... They had little video screens because I think ESPN covered it all. And um, 
<laughs> oh yeah, when it was on ESPN at like two o'clock in the morning. It was on ESPN. It was on ESPN two, gentlemen. Okay, <laughs> it was on. It was on ESPN eight. The Ocho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it definitely wasn't Wizards of the Coast running that. But um, so this little side event that one that was fine. And all of a sudden, these uh, Swedish guys said, "Gary, you're Gary Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah." He said, they're shouting your name over here. You're in this some event. I what? I never registered for anything else, but I better go along. Lo and behold, there's about 400 people in this room. And what I found out later was 31 players sitting down. And it was called, I had one entry into the beta bonus. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So they ushered me to my seat because I was late. Um, Sat me down. I said, what's happening? What's happening? I had one entry into a sealed deck event with one unlimited starter and two beta boosters. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, oh, it's quite lucky. So yeah. <laughs> so I cracked open the unlimited starter, and uh, yeah, there was. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, know, or even if you played these days, um, you could get basic lands in the rare slot. Oh yeah, that, yep. <laughs> that was a joy to behold. So <laughs> I I see a plane, fine. I then a crusade, fine, and then boom, mocks peril. So happy with that. Open my beta booster, um, slid all the cards, boom, beta tega, happy with that. Oh. And then the next thing, slid them over, beta sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you guys, you like you almost missed it. Yeah, that was when I uh, experienced Americans, yeah, yelling. <laughs> <laughs> but I never had sleeves or anything, so they're uh, all heavy play. I kind of <laughs> shuffle crease really prepared for this. But when one one of the nice guys around that uh, he he popped me a wee bunch of sleeves and there, uh, um, yeah, I got to play in a four round event where with that deck but it was uh, a beautiful prize and it was a lucky thing 31 guys sitting down saying who's missing oh so, god you almost missed out yeah. on a pearl a sapphire and a tiger, yeah. I a tiger. <laughs> and i've still got them all i've still got them all oh yeah yeah oh, man. i'm a i'm a hoarder let's just say um, <laughs> i don't have a huge amount of money and things like that but i've never uh, i've never been into trading or selling so i just held on so oh, that's awesome actually speaking of that so we've heard so a lot of people have told us gary that um you know you're kind of a pillar of the scottish community that you lend out decks a lot to people <laughs> yeah yeah so um it, okay yeah, go, tell us about that yeah i'll i'll tell you um basically like like i said i'm a hoarder so i can build <laughs> all these legacy decks and i've got i've currently got 16 uh, built up. They're all the all the tier one, whatever's yeah, the manless dredge. I've got two or three copies of various uh, <laughs> I, like, I like how you said I have all the tier one and the first deck you name is manless dredge. Yeah. You heard it here for first the, folks. The little dodgy ones. <laughs> yeah. Nobody seems to pick that one to play. <laughs> um, Why usually, play Grix's Delver when you could have manless dredge? Yeah, exactly. It's usually the one I've I get left where when the other 15 have been taken. So basically every uh, Tuesday uh, I run a legacy event and 
nobody needs to have a deck. So yeah, sixteen That's man awesome. tourney. So it's it's good fun. Yeah, it's excellent fun, and it gives everybody the chance to experience legacy because at the end of the day, these cards are insanely expensive now. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm lucky enough to have been a hoarder, not a seller. <laughs> or, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, we I've heard from a bunch of people that you know people without exaggeration say that uh, you know you've kept legacy alive in uh, you know these Scot- Scottish areas uh, when otherwise it may have gone out. You know, you're just you're just there supporting the community. Yeah, well, a couple of the other shops in Glasgow recently ran. Um, a legacy tournament, just because, yeah, they fancied it. And there's a few locals do have decks there. But I did take my, well, I call it Mr. Suitcase. Um, <laughs> I took my suitcase with me and, yeah, I loaned out uh, 11 decks at one of the tournaments. So it was, uh, I never made top eight, but four of my decks did. <laughs> uh, I was playing living re- vicariously. I was playing reanimator, but all my Delver decks made top eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. yeah. So yeah, it's good to try and keep that alive. And yeah, I do the same with modern, and um, I try my best with standard. But as I said to somebody the other day, standard's quite expensive to keep up with. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's such. It's so true. The man with sixteen fully built legacy decks is standard is expensive, yes. and it's so true. Yeah, it's a strange thing to say, but anyway, yeah, I do play all the formats. I enjoy them all, but it's that's just me being enjoying Magic, as it were. That's so. awesome. That's. I feel that's. God, I feel so wholesome and pure now, Gary. God, is this a Disney movie? <laughs> it's like if Disney made Magic. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So wait, do you do you own a shop? So you said you have these sixteen man tournaments. Well, do you like host people? How does that work? A little background story of that. I eighteen I think it was eighteen years ago now. Um or maybe twenty. I did open a shop, the Highlander Games in Dundee. And uh yeah, basically it was because I I think I think most shops are like their owners. And I'm a magic player, so yeah, it was just magic, magic, magic. And, uh, yeah, I know some other shop owners that are into their D&D or their comics and whatever, and they follow that, and the shop is taken in that direction. So, yeah, when when I, I opened the shop 20 years ago, but I sold it a couple of years ago, so... Um, uh-huh. good, they still two, let you hang out, though? <laughs> it was two... One of the kids that I brought on, he was 12... Uh, no, he was less than that. He was about 10 when he came in the shop. Um, taught him how to play magic. Uh, his magic improved tenfold, like like a lot of the guys in the shop. And uh, yeah, lo and behold, he's in his mid twenties. Uh, he decides he's got some money and he wants to take over the shop. And I thought, wow, that would be nice. And I just I just went for that. So a couple of years ago, yeah, uh, Jamie took over the shop, and he's just continued it exactly the same. There's no there's no change. Although he now employs me, <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, uh, this really is a Disney movie. <laughs> He's quite happy to 
or clever enough to just keep me on. So, like I say, I'm, I'm teaching new play- people how to play Magic every day with these little free decks that Wizards give you, the little 30-card decks. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I'm quite happy to stand there and go through it all with them. And Yeah. Yeah. That's... I've actually – so I heard that anecdote about you, Gary, a while ago, that half of Scotland has learned how to play Magic the Gathering <laughs> from, from you. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> a lot of them have passed through my hands anyway so oh, um, that's awesome and a few of them have top 8 GPs um, I think from Highlander Games alone we've had uh, well now that I've top 8 um, we've had <laughs> 5 players and uh, that's the only 5 from Scotland there was uh, well it was 1 from Edinburgh and uh, the other 5 were from the shop so quite happy and Man. proud with that yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, I think it really shows. I watched your uh, your top eight match live uh, on stream. And uh, when you won, it was like oh. the, the end of like a sports movie where like everyone swarms around. Like you just had this huge fan club with you at the end of a GP when usually everyone else has just gone home. <laughs> and you just have like this wall of people chanting your name. Yeah. It was awesome. It was uh, <laughs> it was quite humbling. And the, the guys, yeah, they're so good. Um, it was pretty amazing. It was quite emotional. And yeah. I was, like I said, I'm going to Copenhagen in a couple of weeks, and I would have went there just hoping today too. That's that's really what <laughs> I'm. That's that's my hope these days, just to make day two, and then I get some more magic the next day, and it's good fun. Um, but to actually get close to the top eight, then <laughs> win the top eight was just unbelievable. Hence, hence my face at the end was <laughs> struggling to cope <laughs> and then yeah. the cheering <laughs> like you said even uh Rafa Levy him and uh uh Riley their commentary was so good because I I did I have watched it once and they were excellent and Rafa was giggling because he says I've never seen anything like this before <laughs> so yeah. it was pretty amazing yeah uh-huh. That is awesome. That is awesome. I mean, uh, definitely well-deserved. Definitely well-deserved. Congratulations again. Thank you. Um, with with that, let's let's get into the to the GP itself. Uh, <laughs> also, I believe you have the designation of being the first uh, Legacy GP champion to win with a Chalice of the Void deck. Oh, okay. I never knew that. <laughs> I knew that, it. I don't know if that's confirmed. That is what, that is what has been floating around the internet. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> let's... I'm definitely the first Scottish winner of a GP. Um, <laughs> I know Sorry, that. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to overshadow that uh, accomplishment. No, no. But Chalice of the Void. Yeah. <laughs> the reason. The reason behind that deck. I played Madrid a couple of weeks earlier in the team event, and I went with a couple of friends, uh, Drew Martin and Anand, and yeah. We were looking forward to it. And we 6-2 day one, um, which was nice because day two in a team GP seems pretty difficult because when we went back the next day, it looked like there was only 20 tables. Well, there was actually on 20 tables. It's quite small. and Yeah. So, but over that 14 rounds, I played 11 mirrors. I was playing uh, Grixis Delver. Um I was playing the best deck, but so were all my opponents. So (laughs) I just thought, I can't face that again. (laughs) I'm too old for this. 
So, <laughs> so instead of that, we just looked at these decks, and I thought, Chalice Avoid, blood, eight blood moons, Chalice of the Void, just all the the most hateful cards in Magic <laughs> against this one <laughs> deck. <laughs> but I had been playing um, Reanimator, like I said, for a wee while, and I thought, I'll go to this GP play, Reanimator. But then one of the guys uh, that I loaned the deck to demolished me with his kind of... Uh, it was... Um, I built... It was like a, a prison deck, but it was colourless. And he chaliced mm. me out so easily. And then he transferred me out so easily. And I thought... And he's a newer player. So I'm expecting to win that match. Uh, the game... Uh, yeah. I'm expecting to beat yeah. him. <laughs> so... <laughs> but he demolished me. <laughs> mm-hmm. He went... Uh, it's basically two first-time wins for him. And I... Yeah. Had no chance. And I just had an inkling. I'll just turn up to this Jeep. Oh, well, I only had the inkling the day before because I still was going to play Reanimator because it's a pretty solid deck. And once mm-hmm. again, it's a, oh, I've won turn one type deck. Because after I lost that first round against that guy that I thought I would beat every day of the week, the following round, I won first turn both games. So I thought that was against the Elves and playing uh, Elish Non first turn both games. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of time for yeah. dinner and a coffee. Um, so I just thought, well, I'll go to the GP and try that. But when I went there, I just thought the chalices, the turnospheres, the blood moons, let's just try that. <laughs> it was a bit of a gamble. Um, but was it, was it your first time playing the deck like at all? Like, had you run yes, it in a sanctioned yes. event? Well, wow. <laughs> that, uh, no, no, I'd never, yeah. It was built and sleeved the night before because I just took down a box of cards that had everything in it. Um, the next little story, I don't know how this is. Uh, basically, I don't know if you noticed, Riley kept going on about my mismatched Blood Moons and Goblin Rabble Masters, <laughs> yeah? That was because I just had no time to put the deck together and just threw all the cards in. It wasn't intentional as he said and thought it was. So just to just to wind him up. So so it was actually built and sleeved the night before, and then um, the next day I had two buys. So I thought, right, I'll register the deck, handed my sheet in, but I needed to go and buy. Three cards for the sideboard. Or four cards, really. Um, one of them, the three of them, were the Scarab Clan Berserkers. Mm-hmm. And the other one was the Fiery uh, Confluence. So yep. I managed to pick up the Fiery Confluence, fine. Not cheap, but fine. Then I wanted these cheap bulk cards. And I went scurrying around all the vendors. Zero. <laughs> so round three I sit down opposite my Dutch opponent start playing when like like it was uh, uh, planned he was playing Delver so mm-hmm. I quickly won that match because the other thing about the sideboard and I think I mentioned it in my bio I hardly ever sideboarded because the main deck is untouchable 
basically, yeah. against Delver. So mm-hmm. the sideboard was just covering other things. So these Scarab Clan things, I couldn't find them. Round three passed. I've still got a 12-card sideboard. Round four passed, still 12-card sideboard. And round five, I mentioned it to somebody. And, uh, yeah, lo and behold, he had it in his bag. I said, oh, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> so the sideboard was unnecessary. I could That would have been a good story. No sideboard. <laughs> Just played Delvin all day. So, but, yeah, um it worked out obviously, but these these I did play against uh, a dredge player on day two, so um, these cards were uh, no, sorry, um, not dredge. It's the other one, uh, Storm, Storm. That's what these cards were for, Storm. Jeez. So, so wait, so you just so you basically had basic lands in your sideboard <laughs> for like the first three for the first like three matches. Yes, yeah, they would have been, uh, yeah better but anyway yes there was only 12 cards i didn't know if that was allowed but apparently yes if i'd have got deck checked it would have been fine so because i was a wee bit yeah that was a wee bit panicky oh yeah yeah (laughs) for our listener for our listeners at home it is it is allowed because that is not an advantage in any shape or form (laughs) why have you got empty sleeves Um, um, there was an also, also cause... Here, here, here's a small dip about my expectation of day two um, I had signed up as you, as you probably know Birmingham was a double header so mm-hmm. the standard uh, GP was the next day and I'd already paid for that so <laughs> I'd given up my £60 already to play because I never expected to day two the, the, the legacy one Um mm-hmm. And neither did my wife. I texted her. <laughs> <laughs> no faith. <laughs> this is how much faith she has. I texted her when to tell her I was four uh, zero, and the reply was, "So that means the worst you can do is four <laughs> four." Uh, Thanks, honey. Sounds like my wife, man. Yeah, thank you very much for that. I'll just move on. So, but I managed to get to seven zero, which is I've never done that before. Seven zero. So I was playing the last round against a, a nice Spanish guy, and he was playing Delver, and that was the only time I lost. And he had the secret. He had two Force of Wills in his opening hand both games mm-hmm. and that's yep. <laughs> what stops the chalice on one and blood moon on one so exactly yeah yeah so our our good buddy zach targon's actually one of the uh inventors of this deck mm-hmm. and uh every time we play the only reason i ever beat him with delver is force of will hands yeah <laughs> that yep. is the secret <laughs> exactly so nobody else did that over the over the two days just a uh, young spanish guy and he got his uh uh, picture on the Eto, which is nice. Yeah, it was good. It's okay. You didn't want to. You want to. You didn't want to alert your opponents that you were coming for them. <laughs> no, <laughs> sit back. Yeah, but it was oh, nice to go someone. It was really nice. So, um, it was nice to day two. <laughs> nice. And do, so, how, how I heard you play just a ton of Grixis Delver and Delver decks in general in the GP. How many? How many of your matches were Delver matchups? Oh, um. Oh man, I never even counted this. Um, it's, pro- <laughs> it's probably easier to say that the other way. Um, 
<laughs> okay, how many were not double yeah, decks? Yeah, I think uh, maybe three. Three were not, but two of them were in the top eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the top eight was a bit of a. I'm looking at. I think there was five Delver decks in the top eight, maybe four or five anyway, and they were all on the other side of the bracket. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had to get through a dredge, which I never fancied, and he demolished me um, on the first game. The second two games worked out, um, but also in the semi-final, he was the one guy that absolutely trounced me uh, in the Swiss. Um, and day two, he had a, uh, what was it called? Is it stone? No, steel. Oh, uh, oh steel stompy? Steel stompy, or... that was the deck, yes. So mm-hmm. Johan, uh, a young guy from Belgium, mind you, everybody's young, opposing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, young guy from Belgium, Johan, got on well warm the whole weekend, but he actually crushed me. Um I thought I was doing okay. I had the Blood Moon out stopping his Mistress Factories and I had uh, an Ensnaring Bridge stopping him and I thought, right, it's just a matter of time before I bring out some goodies and start uh, whittling his life. But lo and behold, he, he had a Steel Overseer out. That's fine. It wasn't a big problem. Um, it was putting a few tokens on his things, but I had the bridge out, so no big deal. Uh, then he brought out two Walking Ballistas for one. Uh, so... <laughs> Quickly died. Um, <laughs> and I went, oh man, this deck, how am I going to beat this? So all the chalices come out, the only time in the whole tournament. Um, and I still couldn't beat him after uh, boarding. It wasn't close. He crushed me. So because he, he's just bringing out its champions and all that kind of stuff. And it was just, yeah. And if it wasn't, it was ballistas. But when I got him in the semi finals, well, here's a. Uh, Here's the thing. This is a piece of advice for all Magic players. Be nice to your opponent, even if he crushes you. Because what me and <laughs> Johan did was chat for the next 10 minutes about sideboarding against him. <laughs> in, the, in the Swiss? <laughs> yeah. And he said that after he lost the semis against me. He put his head in his hands. And uh, Neil Rigby, the, the scorekeeper, said, are you okay? He says, yes, yes, but I'm regretting... Uh, speaking for 15 minutes, telling Gary how to sideboard against me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so shout um, out to Johan. Johan, yeah, it's, I think it's it's definitely a lesson. I'm never ever salty when I lose, and and I'm yeah, and I'm happy to chat if I win. Or I just want to speak to these opponents all the time. And he was happy yeah. to speak because he's a nice guy. So, um. Yeah, that's my piece of advice to everybody. If you're nice to your opponent, it could work out in the end. <laughs> you might play him in top eight. Yeah, he could explain how to beat you. So, yeah, that that was quite lucky, and it was uh, it was quite good. And he was a nice guy, and we've spoken quite a lot since. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that that was nice, and um, a couple of my opponents. Yeah, listen, you just you just tried your luck through these things because I did play a. The guy's apparently the best uh, legacy player in Europe. Um, and he was playing Storm. Mm-hmm. And he went off. So I'm, I'm just sitting back with my arms crossed, waiting to be dead. And uh, I was keeping his mana. And then he says to me, how much mana have I got? And I said, three black. 
and he picked up all these cards. (laughs) (laughs) Okay then, cool. So, next game, aside the normal shenanigans against that, there's not a huge amount, but anyway, still, the challenge for one's good against him, and the yeah, to challenge for zero to stop his lines out diamonds, all that kind of stuff. So there's still still a bit of thinking to be done, and I still have a, a chance. So I get some stuff out. I start beating them up to to uh, um, I think he's fifteen life. Just I get some stuff out. So then he goes off like they do quickly, and he's doing all this stuff. He says, "How much black mana?" I said, six. He says, okay, ad nauseum. And he ad nauseum, ad nauseum, and all, all the way down to five, and then he's head in hands, and he's thinking, and he's working all out. It looks like I'm dead. I think I'm dead, because he's got, like, 20 cards in front of him, all in a line, and there's all the necessary stuff. And he says, no, 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 one more, one more. And then a ponder came, four life, and he's thinking, and he's thinking, and he's thinking. And then the judge, because it was a crowd round us, and it was the second last round, Judge said, mm-hmm. come on, need a play. He flipped over one more card. Tendrils. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, man. I won again. Cool. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I had no say in that match, really. I played my stuff. I played some tutus. And, yeah, I never had too much say in that match. And, yeah, he killed himself twice, basically. Uh, so... That's that's where I knew that was, yeah, something was happening there because I also know now I'm on 36 points with, I had the best tiebreakers of all the seven ones, which was nice. Um, and then I, the pairings happen. Everybody said to me, don't ID, don't ID, you'll come in ninth, you'll come in ninth, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so, but then the pairings get made. Um, Gregor Kowalski is opposite me, who's a platinum pro and a, a pretty amazing mm-hmm. Polish player. Um, really nice guy. And he said, I suppose we ID then. And if he's saying that to me, he's been in that many top eights. He's already won a GP this year. Um, I just accept that hand. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, But what we found out is sneaky little thing. The next four tables had been paired for feature matches. So that's a, a little hint that you should be okay to ID. Wizards of the Coast are telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've never thought of it that yeah, way. <laughs> because the top two guys, which the guy that crushed me, uh, Johan, and another guy, they ID'd because they were on like 30 already or whatever. Um, but me mm-hmm. and uh, Gregor Kowalski were 36ers. But so were all the other tables. So And they decided to feature match everyone else. Feature matched all the rest. The table's cleared, so I thought, okay, feel pretty safe here. <laughs> ah, that is a yeah. handy little trick if that ever comes yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> just hang around and see who gets called up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I actually heard that there was a Japanese player who ID'd into ninth place. Well, I think that might be... It was actually... I think it might have been a European... The Table 3, basically, ID'd, yes. But I think the Japanese player got in at eighth. 
because he was on. Oh, is that what yeah, it is? that's what happened. He was on thirty four points. He played obviously because well he has to. Um, but mm-hmm. like we've just uh, discovered, when wizards give you a feature match <laughs> in the last round, they're meaning you, <laughs> that means can't you have ID. to pay. But yes, <laughs> right. unfortunately, there was a, a young chap that did ID into ninth, which and his uh, his other gambling mate that took the gamble uh, ID into seventh. Because I, I had a thought about, I had to think about it later, and I thought, oh man, that's so. You play for two days solid. You've clearly done everything right, and you've been told yet yeah, you've got to keep playing and keep doing well. And I don't know, is that a bottle going? Yeah. Is your bottle just gone? Uh, you just, yeah. oh, I'm so close. I just need, I need to pray to get lucky. Whereas, yeah, that's just proved that, <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> if wizards say play, play. So was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was nice uh, sitting around. I'll tell you one little thing that happened though. Um, one of the nicest. Uh, I've never been close to top eight, but there was uh, Jerry Thompson was sitting nearby, and uh, he spoke before my name was called out, and he says a uh, small piece of advice. And it was just a few words he said. Um, it's not over yet. That's all he said. He basically said, you've made top eight. Don't go jumping about high-fiving and celebrating that you've made top eight. He's, I thought about it at the time. And he just said, mm-hmm. it's not over yet. And that was a really wow. nice touch. Um, and on the Sunday when I arrived at the venue, yeah, he gave me a few high fives. So it was it was quite nice. He was <laughs> he was a total gentleman, and uh, yeah, that was a That's good awesome. piece of advice. Nice, nice that yeah, he spoke. <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually really glad. It was awesome having Jerry at Wizards, but I'm glad he's back on the tournament scene because he's he's always been one of my favorite players. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's that's awesome. He told you that though. That's that's sick. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was a nice touch, and um, yeah, to go all the way. Um, I have a small thing uh, I, I'm quite proud of in my whole uh, 25 years of playing Magic <laughs> and all these GPs and and uh, Pro Tours. I've had uh, I had had um, six feature matches. And I had won them all, which was really... I was proud of that. Six feature matches. Yeah. Yeah, I won them all. And uh, I got a seventh at that event against uh, Pascal Viren, who's another good pro, him and his brother, um, mm-hmm. Peter. So he was playing Elves. So that was one of the non-Delvers, but you could call it Delver, because I made Chalice <laughs> on one both games. So <laughs> Yeah, Mono Red Prison doesn't care. It's one drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so his elves, uh, his elves were scarce. So, um, <laughs> um, so I, I managed to win that. So I was uh, quite proud that I'm now 7-0. But I thought about it the next day. Feature matches, 10-0. <laughs> because I won, the, I won the 3-0. <laughs> In the top eight. He won the three, yeah. yeah. So, 10-1 features. Undefeated feature matches. Just got a, All right. I'd like to keep that going. <laughs> listen, listen to that, listeners. Uh, if you get a feature match against Gary, you better start praying. <laughs> it's my own wee king of the hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In my own head. <laughs> oh, that's so, awesome. That was good. That was good. So... 
sick. Uh, so speaking about your deck a little bit, mm-hmm. there is something I wanted to touch on uh, because we've been seeing it pop up more and more. Uh, you shaved two Chandra for the new Planeswalker on the block. Yeah. Um, the card's pretty bonkers. Um, <laughs> personally, it was okay. <laughs> but really? one Ooh. one thing I found... And um, people may get caught up, on, up with it. Um, I found I kept wanting to make um, chrome boxes, but mm-hmm. the hand was him looking at that carn going. <laughs> <laughs> if only this carn was a child. Yes, or anything <laughs> red. Yeah. Now and again, I really struggled for the 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 chrome box cards. And it was horrible throwing a few uh, what you nice cards under it, or just not being able to do it. But yes, Khan is a is a fair house in it. Uh, yeah, it drew extra cards, and invariably it was drawing the extra land, which is what I always wanted. I always felt I wanted more land um, because you were never going to win in a heartbeat. You were never winning quick unless unless you did do the first turn. Um, Rabble Master, which is a bit bonkers. Um, some decks mm-hmm. just can't deal with that. Um, but, yeah, invariably you're just locking them out and then you'll win eventually. Be it a Chandra or Value Town of Khan, things like that. So, yeah. Um, so what uh what made you want to cut? So typically the deck runs for Chandra. Mm-hmm. What made you want to cut the Chandra for Karn just to try it out? Because you hadn't really played with I, it, or what, what was the inspiration? I hadn't played, and I just thought the Karns looked great for card advantage. Um, it mm-hmm. never, yeah, I, it's hard to say, but because guys, well, even tonight, Andrea Mangucci, um, you'll know mm-hmm. you'll know who he is. Um, he yep. played the 75 on Modo, and I think he streamed it on... Anyway, he tweeted that he went 5-0 with it, the, the same deck, so you might see some... That might be screamed on Channel 5 or one of these... Uh, one of these whoever he's working for. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. yeah, thanks, Gary. I can't play Grixis Delver on Magic Online anymore because of you. <laughs> so... <laughs> so uh, a proper pro, Andrea Mangucci played it, and uh, yeah, he's he actually said that the cans were uh, amazing. So, who who am I to question him? But yes, because I hadn't practiced with the deck, I just uh, went with the cans. So I can't say too much um, for or against them because yeah, they they never did a huge amount over the weekend, personally. Mm. So. See, I, I, I played a version of the deck and I found myself that I kept losing because I kept making a turn one Karn instead of a turn one uh, ensnaring bridge. And ensnaring bridge was just the right choice. And I'm just like, I made a Karn. And they're like, all right, attack you with Tarmogoyf. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the Karns weren't really the powerhouse. And I think the deck, yeah, although I'm a first turn, you're, you're wanting to cast something on first turn, be it Trinosphere or one of these things. Um, yeah, I think the craziest thing I'd done at the weekend was maybe the semi-finals, making an insane first-turn hazard. Um, mm. But that was maybe a mistake. 
<laughs> the top eight, the top eight uh, I think I've made a few mistakes. You, you think you've played well the whole day and you've covered all the bases, and, but in the top eight, quarterfinals, a wee bit nervous. Attack with my guy, second turn, cast uh, Rabble Master. Yay! Post combat Rabble Master, winner. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, did I just do that? On camera? Oh, <laughs> sigh. So I wouldn't have liked to look at chat at that moment and say, who are these noobs up here? But it's just nerves and <laughs> um, I think it's nerves and just you'd never done that for 15 rounds. Then you get up to the the, the big moment and you do it. But that was against, uh, I never got punished for it. So it was quite lucky. So Wow. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, sometimes you just sorry? you take your free wins. Yes, you just take your free yeah. wins sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh. awesome, awesome. Um, we want to grab some. We got a bunch of listener questions. Uh, people are really excited to uh, to talk to you, Gary. So, mm-hmm. uh, you down to to answer yes, some uh, some of listener? Of course, mail? that would be fantastic. Awesome. Uh, so up first, um, <laughs> let's start with a fun one. Uh, Stefan wants to know, do you have any hydroblast nightmares? <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one cast against me. No, a... uh, that's how you, yeah. that's how you win a GP. Yeah. No hydroblast. No hydroblast <laughs> against me. No, never saw one. So once again, better lucky than good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, Braden's got one. Let's let's touch off some uh, geopolitical oh, drama. <laughs> <laughs> Who's worse to play against? The French, the Germans, or the Americans? <laughs> <laughs> we won't take offense. You can um, speak your mind. <laughs> it's probably the most difficult are uh, the French. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh, so right. yeah, they're they're the most difficult. Um. They play quicker. They're like the Italians. They play, they play quick, and uh, my old brain struggles to keep up with them. So I just don't slow down and <laughs> things. And uh, yeah, um, I, w- <laughs> I would go for the French out these three. Uh, uh, the Germans are usually lovely, nice. and I get on fine with the Americans. So. <laughs> Oh boy, awesome. All right, so uh our friend Josh uh he's got a really good question. So with 25 years of experience playing magic, mm-hmm. uh how do you look on things like adapting to meta shifts and calls for banning cards? Cuz I I love this question because you have this perspective that so few people in magic have. Like even me and Pat don't have this perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, something that seems like the hot topic or uh, you know, this new thing is something like, oh, I, I've seen that before. What What's kind of your experience with that? That's uh, a really good question because I have spoken to a lot of people uh, about things like that because I even played when we had four balance in our deck, which <laughs> <laughs> stupid rules. So, yeah, they, they went through all these bannings and we're like, huh, balance is good, though. Ah, that's why I restricted to one and things like that. But I also went through the, was it the sixth edition rules, damage on the stack? Mm-hmm. And that was the world ending. And, <laughs> yeah, everybody in Scotland moaned. And I said, look, guys, trust me, the same guys will be top eight in the Pro Tours. They all thought it would make magic simple. No way. Um, damage on the stack was probably 
bad for uh, teaching new players and things like that. And it, yeah, they, I don't think anything has went wrong with Magic. I think Wizards of the Coast have done just an astounding job with everything. <laughs> yes, they admit an odd <laughs> mistake, like uh, they admitted that maybe Skull Clamp was a bit bonkers. Um, <laughs> maybe, and they can't envisage all all these things away ahead. Like when they make a card, and they can't look at every single card in Legacy. Although they do an awesome job, but somebody will. All these guys out there have amazing brains, and they will break something if it's uh, there to be broken. So the rules changes and all these things. I I usually take them in my stride and tell everybody to calm down uh, magic's not <laughs> dead so yep. that's yeah i yeah it's fair the bannings are usually okay i i, I played in the pro tour philly yeah um mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember that 2011 um it was the first ever modern event oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i that was the last time i qualified for the pro tour 2011 i uh, went to a local ptq 60 or 70 players and I played with uh, and it was extended so I qualified <laughs> so wait go on I just I just want to point out you've played in a, 11 pro tours but the last one was 2011 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah a few years ago that's awesome that's an so, awesome step <laughs> but that was Philly so yeah I turned up the PTQ I was the only person playing this one deck and extended then it was uh, vampires <laughs> I won the PTQ <laughs> yep. with vampires um that was the one and uh, four bolts and a bunch of vampires but i managed to take that down and then that was a trip to philly so but we had been practicing for six weeks extended and then they announced two weeks before oh by the way we've got this new format <laughs> but once, get ready <laughs> once again yeah no complaints you just got on with it i i think the changing of the rules and the changing of all these things i personally have I personally don't think they've ever done anything wrong. Um, everything's justifiable, and yeah, I'm happy with everything Wizards do. I'm a bit of a fanboy in that front. It just seems to work out every time. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as as people have said, uh, people have said magic is dying every year since 1994. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Oh, by the way, I uh, when I did say I met Richard Garfield in that 1996 Pro Tour. Um, mm-hmm. I did speak to him, and yeah, I was hitting him with a lot of questions, and uh, one of them I did ask him, and, uh, and he he told me, because at that event, there was a life-size, do you know Robo Rally? Yeah. Richard Garfield made Robo Rally, right? That was his pet, and but he couldn't finance it. And he was desperate to get that out because he knew it was a good game. Um, and I said, what's the story with Robo Rally? And he told me, magic exists because of Robo Rally. And I said, yo, why? He couldn't afford to finance Robo Rally because all the little metal figures and the big thick boards and things like that. He said, mm-hmm. I made this game, the card game, and sold it to my mates and got them all playing and that was to finance Robo Rally. So basically, he was telling me magic was luck. Yeah, and that was wow. that was an awesome story. 
Hmm. Wow. You never know how things are going to turn out. That's awesome. I've never heard that story before. Well, that is great. That was what he said in 96. Um, yeah. And he had a, there was a life-size robo rally. So I was, <laughs> I was walking about as a robot getting ordered around from people <laughs> playing it. But I still play that game. I love that game. So. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Pat, do you have this game? I've, you, I've, I've heard of it before. I've never played before. it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it got re-released quite a few times, but I've still got my old original one from 25 ago, so, um, <laughs> yeah, it was good fun. But that uh, Pro Tour was also Origins, so there was a, a million things going on. Um, Origins was that at that Pro Tour. Um, do you know Origins, yeah? Yeah. Columbus, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, so big I, games fest. Uh, I think it's like Gen Con, but a notch smaller. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it was great for me because I was in all the other games. Um, yeah, I was new to Magic. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so so basically, um, I think it was Josh that asked. Yeah, basically, I'm I've been cool with every rule change, every banning, everything, and Wizards just seem to get it spot on, in my opinion. And they've done a lot of changes over 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Have faith in the system, yes. people. Yes. <laughs> Um, we're going to skip over the ones we kind of already talked about, like your thoughts on Karn. Uh, uh, obligatory Scottish question. Do you eat haggis from Michael Shea? I love haggis. Yes. We, <laughs> I eat it as often as I can. Um, and there's specific haggis I like that is quite spicy. So yes, I love haggis. And I do have the full Scottish outfit, the kilt and all that stuff. Um, and I wear it when I can be it. Uh, weddings and so forth and uh, uh, decent occasions and you guys will have seen Scotland appearing in the Worlds uh, yeah. the World Cup and you gonna, you break, <laughs> you breaking it out for the World yeah, Cup yeah. so I think three years running Scotland has won the whatever that prize is they get 500 bucks each um, because they've dressed up in their kilts and their <laughs> ginger wigs and uh, <laughs> they painted their faces in blue white cross and bra- so <laughs> brave heart yeah, style the scottish team yeah we're kind of friendly nation so yeah it's appreciated we don't take ourselves too seriously so it's a good laugh it's a good laugh and that's uh, awesome yeah so oh boy <laughs> that was i'm that answer was much better than i was expecting <laughs> i thought it was just gonna be a, a no and move on no no <laughs> The only thing I don't do that's awesome. Scottish is I don't care much for whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, we do it all around here. But, yeah. Oh, perfect. Uh, Zeki wants to know, how did your sideboard match up against the meta? But it sounds like your deck was against the yes. meta and your sideboard was just in case. The sideboard was, <laughs> yeah, I wrote in my bio, I never used it very often at all. Um it won me the quarterfinals because I had the two fairies for the dredge deck. I in the uh, in the second in the deciding game because he beat me on turn one game one. Um, in the deciding game, I opened up my hand. I put two bridges down in the second game, so he quickly scooped. Um, in the deciding game, I looked at my hand and it went mountain, mountain, mountain. Magus of the moon, Magus of the moon. And then I just slid the other two cards 
and they were both fairies. Oh. So I was like, okay. okay. So lo and behold, he tried to go off turn one with his lion's eye diamond, discard his hand. I took the two things that mattered when he he went off. Um, and then the second turn, he tried to go off again by, because he had two lion's eye diamonds down. He fired off the lion's eye diamond to use the um, one red mana. What's it called? Oh, uh, Faith of Faith Luton. Luton. So he, he was buying that back. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just used it again. And, yeah, that was a match. So <laughs> the sideboard, yes, it was non-existent. But it did win me one match. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, Jonathan wants to know: Was there any match you absolutely did not want to fate, uh, face the in the event? Okay, one could argue anything, but Delver. But <laughs> I didn't want to play against the Dredge and the Storm. These decks mm-hmm. can just kill you before you've even played a land. So the Dredge and the Storm are, and they are not. Hundreds of the chalice, the blood moon didn't mean too much, really. So I didn't want to play these combo decks, and uh, I should have lost uh, to the the storm deck that I played in the Swiss. Like I said, he killed himself twice, so that was nice of him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So dredging storm, I didn't want to have to play because I'm not doing very much. A blood moon doesn't right. mean too much you, they've already got their uh yeah they can yeah they can go off because of the lion's yeah. eye diamonds and things like that so yeah you're basically all in on chalice of the void and hope they get hope it gets yeah, there yeah <laughs> yeah so um not so much a question but uh simon says thanks for game uh for the game in round seven i'm sorry you missed out on standard but i hope you're satisfied with the end result. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's perfect. Yeah, that's nice. What What happens? Do you get your money back for the standard? What happens if you're like, oh, I didn't make the GP because I was winning the previous GP? Okay. I've got a story for that as well. I've got I've got all the war stories. <laughs> Let's so, see. <laughs> this one's quite cool. You get if you don't turn up to the next day, you get given uh, ten side event tickets for the Sunday. Yeah. So. Yep. I played day one on the Friday. I day two the Saturday when the standard started. So I don't mm-hmm. get to play the Saturday, obviously. So the Sunday I have free, um, no matter what uh, happens on day two. But they give you 10 side event tickets, which was nice. I thought it was very generous. But what I did um, <laughs> when I went in the, the venue at 9 a.m., okay. I know hundreds and hundreds of players in the room because they know I'm Gary. Yeah, as in the old man. (laughs) And they all know me, the English, the Scottish. Yeah. and Uh, The legend. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I knew people would want to speak. And I know all the coverage team as well, just because I played Rich Hagen in the GP in 1997. So I'm friends with all these guys and all the scorekeepers. Um and now Riley's moved to Scotland as well, which is probably why his commentary was a little bit excitable. 
So <laughs> Riley was my favorite commentator he, at the, uh, for the he's event. He does a pretty job. amazing. Yeah, he's some guy. So um, I don't know if everybody gets his little jokes, but it was <laughs> when I was in the final as I was throwing bridges at Gregor. These were they were sort of Scottish bridges, so <laughs> the Kincardine Bridge, the Tay Bridge, the Fourth Bridge, the so. <laughs> um, but it was quite funny to me when watching, and no doubt the others. But yeah, so I knew it would be a busy day of the Sunday, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I decided for these ten side events, I would sign up, which I did for said event, whatever it was. Sat down chatted to my opponent for five minutes and then conceded. So I did that all day. <laughs> so wow. they, won, they won some ticks and it was good fun. Um, it was nice to That's meet some awesome. people. There were some newer players and experienced players, kids. So I just enjoyed that. So I, I, I scooped oh, up all the tickets. And, that's awesome. Yeah. So that, that was a bit of fun on the Sunday because, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty special. Uh, and it, it hadn't sunk in. It hadn't sunk in really. Um, I th- I think even even today it's still not quite sunk in. I'm not sure. <laughs> I never ever thought I'd get near the top eight. So um, to walk away with a trophy and have that notch against your name is just yeah. It's quite the accomplishment, Pretty, man. Yeah, it, yeah, that's it awesome. awesome. It, it was great. You just you made. Just made a bunch of people's day. It's like, sit down. It's like, oh man, I have to play the GP winner, <laughs> and oh, he's just gonna scoop me in. Oh, this is great. <laughs> so, I was giving away three boosters basically per match. <laughs> so that was nice. Though. So, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, not a question but Frankie just wants to let you know I told Frankie says I told my wife that when I retire soon uh, I'm just going to take care of the kids and play magic <laughs> she told she told me that eventually I'll get too old to be any good uh, I want you to tell Gary that he gives me hope <laughs> yeah 52 year old so apparently yeah the, the guys around the venue were trying to find out who the oldest GP winner was and it was it was one of your compatriots Tom Swan from way back in the day, apparently, uh, so yeah. that he's held that record for like eighteen years or something. So, really, yeah. it was back in two thousand, apparently, or two two thousand one, something like that. So, um, that was nice. That was nice. I don't think uh, I have an inkling that I might hold it for a while because <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I never see too many players in the room my age. So, um, yeah, that'll that'll be special to hold that on for a wee while. So. Awesome. Um, let's see. What do we got? I don't know why people are. <laughs> Dave, why are you asking about death and taxes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, death and taxes. People warned me that that was the one matchup that I didn't want to see, apparently. But I was confused why, because surely, like a fiery confluence for two plus kill your Wraith of Isle works out, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. They don't bother too much about right. maybe the Chalice or the Blood Moon or the, the Rubble Master. I don't know. People did say that was a matchup they didn't want. But, like, due to lack of testing, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Dave. No answer. I see. I see. That's where your comments coming from now. So yeah, unfortunately, we don't have an answer for you, Dave. <laughs> uh, Neil wants to know: uh, Is it true that your DCI number is the smallest in the land? <laughs> I'm guessing that means you have the smallest DCI in Scotland or um, UK or. <laughs> I still write it when I write it out, and when wizards write it out, it's it looks like the smallest on the sheet because, <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, six digits. But when I first got given it, it was four digits. So, um, <laughs> so your first two digits are zero. Yeah, it was o two two nine. So I may have been the two hundred twenty ninth player. Jeez. So <laughs> not hundred percent sure of that, but it, I keep the six digits now. So. But it's still the smallest, yeah. There's a, there's not many people around the room with. Uh, when you look up at the one of these printed out sheets, yeah, it does look the smallest. It looks like it looks like a looks like a typo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a small it's a small number. But I remember waiting in the queue for my first DCI number. Small story, that first Pro Tour, it wasn't sanctioned, so. Oh, wait, the first, it wasn't say it was yeah, a pro was, tour that there, was unsanctioned. There was no DCI, so it's not in any record that I played uh, Henry Stern and, and uh, uh, Baxter and these guys. Uh, also, because of the lack of internet, when we were playing that pro tour, if you went 2-0 down, you had to play your third because that's how they worked out your tiebreaker. So... <laughs> You got it was three nil or not three or one two or two one every time. Yeah. So you, you played three games every match, yes. regardless. Regardless, wow. yeah. You had to play the three, um, and there was that's demoralizing. Yeah. So some little guys must have been at the back with their pencil and paper working out all the. Oh, he got one. So all the two ones were together, and all the three O's were together, and basically the. DCI didn't exist, so um, yeah, um, there was wow. it was odd scoring back then. I don't know how they worked it, but I had to play, even though I was two 0 down. Yep, let's go for the three. <laughs> so, um, nice. I also at that pro tour, I never realised. Uh, I never spotted it. the The format was. Ice Age Alliances block. <laughs> so, but when I won my PTQ, that I think it was Alliances hadn't been released. Something like that. So they gave me 95 Alliances boosters <laughs> to learn the, what the cards are. Yeah, I got 95 <laughs> boosters. Um, and they said, here, take them because you won't have much or it was just released, or whatever. Something like that. But I never saw Force of Will being a good card. Never even considered it. Dope. <laughs> so, <laughs> Magic was, because of lack of internet, and this, that, and the next thing, there was no hype on any particular card. Um, so, Force of Will, meh. And then when somebody cast it, I went, oh, you cast a Force of Will on my Bulduvian hordes, which I had to throw a card away to cast. Oh. So... Yeah, the, that Pro Tour was a learning experience. Nice. Uh, Mark with a C uh -huh. says, this might get Snickers. Uh, but what's your opinion on why Mono Red Prison is stronger slash more consistent than just Big Red, uh, the sneak, at sneak attack deck? 
Have you played Big Red at all? Um, I've I have Sneak and Show built and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, these decks are awesome, but this deck just shuts off. I think every Grixis Delver and even Rug Delver and Four Color Delver and all these Delver decks are just better than everything. I think. Um, hence, regular five out of eight. Uh, top eight decks are Delver, and I'm playing 14 mirrors in the previous GP Madrid and things like that. So I think you just got to be able to beat the best deck, and that red deck did it, and it's got everything against it. I don't think Sneak and Show and all all these Reanimator and that they can all lose to Delver, and you're going to be playing Delver over and over and over again. Um, Maybe not now. I don't know if if people will. Uh, I'm I'm really hoping uh, all your now all your disciples hate out all the Grixis Delver matchups, so I can play Sneak and Show yeah. again. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the next uh, decent sized Legacy tournament because yeah. people will know that I'm okay. I'm not terrible, but I'm not a, uh, I'm not a pro, <laughs> so. I've kind of bumbled. Eleven Pro Tours. I'm not a pro. <laughs> yeah, but some of them were in the Stone Age, remember? So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, Lucas Blahon or Brad Nelson or any of these type of people, and I'm not even uh, close to being mentioned in their names. But I bumbled my way to uh, a trophy with a hated. Just a hate out deck, basically, and hope mm. to get good matchups. Okay, there was some some uh, dodgy ones, like opponents killing themselves, which helps. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the next big legacy tournament because, at the end of the day, that, that deck exists now properly. I knew it, it was always hovering, yeah. and like you said, your friend was working on it and uh, building it and testing it, and yeah. Um, these things, yeah, grow, but it always it's, needs this. Even if I became an eighth, people have said, oh, that made top eight. So it gets looked at. But, yeah. So it'll be interesting. It's true, I mean, for sure. Because, I mean, we've seen it like, we you know, years ago we started seeing the deck, you know, get created and start popping up. And now we're starting to, we, uh, like months ago, we were saying, okay, now it's starting to like top 32. Now it's showing up in 16s. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's actually starting to top eight. And then you just got the cherry on top, just the grand prize. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I think you firmly put, you know, mono red prison as a legitimate deck. It's not something people can scoff at anymore because for a long time, you know, it, it's not necessarily a budget list, but it's almost had, it was kind of lumped in that category. Yes, yes, because, mm, yeah, none of these cards were insane, and just the the four lands, what are they? Uh, yeah, City City. Traders, I mean, the deck yeah. the deck comes in at $2,400, $1,200 of which is the City yeah, Traders. Exactly. So, so <laughs> if you can uh, scrounge your way to pick up these four, the rest is very reasonable as Legacy goes. Um, yeah. So... For sure. sure. Um, And uh, Mark, Mark with a K, uh, Mark, uh, he has a good question. I'm going to modify it a little bit. So he wants to know uh, what your favorite deck to play against is. I'm going to modify that. (laughs) If you were stuck on a on a desert island, Gary, with only two decks, what two decks would it be? What would I play with or just? 
Yeah. If you, what is your, what is your favorite, you know, matchup? If you only could play one matchup well, all day, trust, what trust would it be? me, I do enjoy the, the, the Grixis Delver mirrors and things like that. I do enjoy those because they are a, a fair tussle with all these Deathrite shamans and, uh, there's just a million things going on and it's so difficult to cast Brainstorm and ponder and you're looking at both of them in your hand and which one you do you do first and you've got a fetch land and there's just a million things to think about which is why I just took the the coward's way out by playing this red deck <laughs> um, because in Madrid my brain was frazzled so um, but it would probably be one of these uh, I do enjoy the, the Delver mirrors I did enjoy them I just that this event just thought no 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 take it easy <laughs> <laughs> so um i don't think there's anything i i, I hear people calling out for, for death right shaman bannings and the sat the next thing that card is it's good and it's bonkers actually but it dies there's a lot of hate i don't know um uh, if the opponent's made one, you've got to play it properly. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm not a big banning fan, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I I like <laughs> things left as they are. Um, and Deathrite Shaman's keeping every other certain decks at bay. Um, and it doesn't even do that, because I played against Reanimator in, in uh, Madrid when I wasn't playing the mirror, and I made the first turn Deathrite Shaman and got smashed. So, and that's the Deathrite Shaman that eats his graveyard. So, the card, yeah, I'm not a big fan of bannings and things like that. But um, it would, I, if I was on Desert Island and we had two decks, it would be a couple of mirrors. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. Um, a couple people have asked this question. Uh, we touched on it a little bit. Uh, What's your opinion? You know, you said you didn't really like switching out the two Chandra for Karn. Is there anything else you would cut for the Karns instead? Like any kind of tweaks you would make to those numbers? If I, if I personally tweaked, I was I liked the abrades. <laughs> the abrades. <laughs> if I even in some matches, I took the Karns out for abrades. I did that quite a lot. Also, wow. a couple of times my opponent scooped on one just because he didn't want to see what I was playing. And I thought, <laughs> okay, this is uh, kind of obvious. Um, when I go Chalice of One of Blood Moon, and he's looking at a bunch of fetch lands. So I'm like, sometimes I just took out the two Karns blind and brought in two of Raids. Only because I was wow. sometimes on tilt about not getting to cast my Chrome Moxes as well. So... Um, I don't see another single card in the deck getting changed. Um, you could think about another Trinisphere. I, uh, it's another first turn bomb that just blows the opponent up. Um, but I just like the idea. Maybe the the third and the fourth Chandra is probably correct. <laughs> um, just because they're red cards that you could throw under the marks and you can cast it if you've got four of them. But I like the braids. The braids were one card, sideboard card that I thought, if I just started the day with them main, they would have been quite nice. They take out a few things. So. 
but not so. much this weekend. It's it's all the fours, and they've all got to come down first turn, and you're just maximising your uh, chances of that with these crazy lands as well. Um, the eight lands. Mm-hmm. All right, this is taking a trip down memory lane a little bit. Uh, James wants to know, and I just linked the uh, deck list in the Skype chat here. Uh, have you piloted the old one, Ponza Wildfire from Kai Bud's 1999 list? <laughs> and if so, what's the difference between the decks oh, in piloting? God, that was uh, that's old school. Put yeah. You- Put you on the spot. <laughs> um, I think I drafted a lot of these cards, and yeah, I did. Uh, I did enjoy that deck, but it wasn't really my cup of tea. It was. Uh, I was more. Truth be known, I despise Bloodman, and I have hardly <laughs> what ever, I have hardly what? ever cast that card in my life. Trust me on that. This is why the chat was going mad. All these Scots saying, Jesus, Gary's playing a mountain. So <laughs> I'm a Necro player. I'm a black-white player. I'm a Jund player. Just, well, there's no mountains in Jund. I just never touch mountains. So if anybody <laughs> needs to know anything on these old red decks or prison decks, I just, I don't know too much about them. <laughs> Cause, <laughs> Not the person to yeah. ask. <laughs> Awesome. Um, coming up here, uh, last question. Um, this is also a few people have asked this. Uh, <laughs> you you say how much you like playing combo. What are your thoughts on adding a burning wish package to the deck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is a thing people have been trying, but <laughs> a few people want to know. Yeah, burning wish. It's a it's a wonderful card. Yeah. Um, uh, let's think. What could that go and fetch? Yeah, no, it's it's got potential, and but I think I think you're locking them out so early and so quickly with just the main deck cards. Yeah, the burning wishes would be a slightly later game card, but they would have to. What would that be for? That would be for things like the Cans and the Chandras, who are the wins. The Pia, the Pia was awesome. Pia was amazing. Um, and that's what won me the semis and the final. Uh, just yeah. Pia. Yeah. So basically, the answer is you already have all these creatures and artifacts that win you the game. What sorcery could you ever really want? Yeah, it seems it seems difficult. Yeah, you can have all the fiery confluence and that, but they're all awesome main. A lot of times, it was the fiery confluence is just a huge lava axe. It, most of the time, it was a six year six year <laughs> because he's stuck yep. behind the uh chalice on one and a bridge and it mm. and it's just six you six you throw this Can't throw this stuff at you um yeah so um yeah i yeah i love all the wishes but yeah um i i wouldn't it seems difficult it seems like it would slow the deck somewhat and if you saw them in your opening hand they're basically doing nothing um, whereas nearly every card in the deck, in your opening hand, you can see the, you can see where it's coming from. Um, but burning wishes red, you could put it under the chrome box. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, uh, awesome, awesome, <clears throat> sweet. 
Well, yeah, that was that was awesome, Gary. Uh, that was all the questions. Mm-hmm. So thanks everyone for submitting those. Um, Gary, if people want to find you and they're not as fu- as fortunate to be a uh, Dundee local, how can uh, how can people get a hold of you? Um, that's not so easy because recent recently, <laughs> well, I can give you a a Twitter handle. Um, recently, well, because of this win, I never used Twitter. Okay, I've used Facebook since day one, but. Twitter wasn't my thing, but they said, no, you did it. So <laughs> you want a GP, you have to get a <laughs> yeah, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I have to tweet now. So, but although it comes with the trophy. <laughs> job, yeah. That's why you got the new I, phone, uh, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I, I did. in uh, what did I do? I, uh, installed Twitter in 2014. And, uh, so I had eight followers for, four years but <laughs> so somebody posted the other day let's get this man some followers an american guy so that was quite funny and uh yeah we're up to a few now so but i have a twitter address it's not a very good one it's got some numbers and things but i was actually reading how to change it i don't know how you change it but i'll work that out but anyway so it's is it at yeah yeah Gary Cam, yep. G A R Y Cam C A M. So at Gary Cam, and then <laughs> is that... then we've yep. got a bunch of numbers. <laughs> you got an auto assigned Twitter <laughs> handle. That's the one. Awesome. Yeah, they auto assigned it in 2014, <laughs> and I've never changed it. So some actually somebody could tweet me on how to change it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know what the numbers right, are? Here they are. So, are you ready? There's eight of them. It's short. It's longer than my DCI number. So, right. Let's hear it. Eight seven five nine four zero two one. That is that is so you, you guys. Gary. You guys can yeah, write that. <laughs> We'll we'll list that. Everyone, go follow Gary now before he figures out how to change it. <laughs> yeah. So that's unfortunate. But anyway, uh, yeah. Facebook. I'm all over Facebook because uh, it's the most amazing uh, uh, thing for advertising the tournaments and uh, advertising the shop and telling everybody the tournaments. It's amazing, Facebook. I love that. Yeah. So, Let us know. You know. We plug we plug events from all over the world. So if you got something big going on, let us know, and we're happy to to let people know. And uh, yeah, we'll see. If we'll get you in the Leaving a Legacy Facebook group, and maybe people can ask you a couple questions there that we didn't get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Um, awesome. Do you need any? Uh, you can I can I give you another war story? Yeah, yeah of course. Good. good. It's just uh, for my pro tours. It's just uh, it was it's such a good experience to be on um, the pro tour, and I would love everybody to have just one opportunity. And I I know how lucky I've been. When I did win that one in 2011, I had told everybody in the room because I had been to a handful uh, before two, 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 2011. I'd said to everybody in the room, "Have I?" get to the final and I'm up against a Scottish guy that had never been before I'll scoop him in so lo and behold I gets to the final I stood up 
And the other game's still going on. It's a Scottish guy that's never been on the Pro Tour versus <laughs> an English guy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did that guy not just crumble? He saw me standing up, knew what I was going to do, and the poor boy just went, blip, turned to men. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, the poor boy lost. So I had to play an English guy in the final, Rob Wagner, nice guy, still got on well with him. And, um, yeah, I managed, uh, and my vampires managed to take down his uh, blue-white control. So... Um, you had to do it for, for, for the country. Yeah, I was just desperate for somebody else to have a shot of the Pro Tour because, yeah, because I, I, I went to New York on John Finkel's first win, which was amazing to see. Um, mm-hmm. And I was there when Kai won in New Orleans. I don't know if you guys know that final, but that was astounding. It was basically yeah. accelerated blue mirror. Right. Um, and I was there in Barcelona when Kai again made top eight. But his friend also made top eight. And this might be a little known story. I'm not sure if it's uh, too well known. He was playing Patrick Mello in the quarterfinals. And, okay, I can't 100% uh, verify this, but he wanted to scoop to give Patrick a chance to win a pro tour because Kai had won, like, five at the time (laughs) (laughs) and Wizards kind of took up the side and said Kai this is not quite Friday Night Magic so (laughs) let's uh, just uh, take it a bit more seriously than that and uh, play on so lo and behold he smashed Patrick in the quarters and uh, smashed everybody else and picked up his sixth pro tour or seventh pro tour so that was a uh, that was a pretty amazing experience as well. So I have been lucky to be on these uh, pro tours, and I've never ever. Uh, I always tell guys if they go, don't. If you go not four, don't just drop. Play it out. Speak to your opponents. Enjoy the occasion. This is maybe a once in a lifetime for certain people. Well, the pros are the pros. That's fine. They just take that as a. Uh, everyday thing but I've appreciated every single round and every minute of a pro tour and I've loved it which is why I do want everybody to have one one little shot at it I, if, I've treated every pro tour that I've been to which like I say it's only going to be 11 as if it's my last so <laughs> I've always went I'll never get on this again so it's been seven years since I've been on it, yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty close. <laughs> so, But I will treat this the same. I'll, it, no matter what the score, I'll not drop and I'll not... Um, I will enjoy That's every minute nice. of it. And uh, the one time I have done well on the Pro Tour, it's the only time, it was Worlds. Um, Sydney, 2002, um, when Carlos Romeo won that. Do you remember that? Uh, that I think was before oh, my time, okay. actually. <laughs> oh, I, I went to Worlds. I, uh, I, I top four the Scottish Nationals. So there was me, Eddie Ross, and Douglas Penman. But this is another uh, thing. It can't happen now. Basically, can't happen now. I went with a Brew. <laughs> um, <laughs> you might not. You'll know the card, but maybe not. Razorfin Hunter. Oh yeah. Right. 
Oh, wait, no. This is actually right when I started playing Magic. Okay. <laughs> right. Razor Fin Hunter. I went... We used to have a thing called back in that time called Euros. And if you came top eight of your nationals, you were invited, all eight were invited to the Euros. If you come top four, you're, you're part of the team for Worlds. So I went to Euros, and because I had nothing to lose, I had been working on a brew that I really enjoyed. And it was a wild research razorfin hunter deck and uh, had all the uh, fiery tempers and what's the volcanic uh, eruption? Uh, yeah, that's yep. the one. So the uh, whole deck was built around wild research. There was aquamibas in there, but I had four razorfin hunters. And at Euros, I went 5-2. And I thought, oh, but I'd been demolished in the limited, so I, uh, there was no there was no waves made. The deck was still hidden. So I thought, nah, I'm going <laughs> to Worlds with this. And lo and behold, day one of Worlds, I went 5-1. <laughs> and it was only a horrible mistake that stopped it being 6-0. Um, and that was the days when, um, uh, what, what was Carlos Romero playing? Um, it was Madness and Psychotog. That was the main mm. decks then, but I couldn't lose to Madness because um, I was playing in Stan Bridges as well. So um, that was a cool deck, and but that was one of the only times you'll ever ever get a brew. So my only result ever out of all these protests was uh, 39th at Worlds in Sydney, and uh, that all come down to it was one all against an American guy. And I needed to win to top 40 or top 50, at the, I was thinking at the time, i.e. win some coinage. And uh, I won on the last extra turn of the last game in the last round, round <laughs> 18. Because at that time, uh, Worlds was three formats, six rounds each, three days. Plus, I was in the Scottish team mm. event um, to which Germany won that year. Kai was obviously playing. Man, he was a juggernaut, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, but we got oh, to yeah. Scotland got to play a feature against the US on ESPN, so that was that was quite nice. <laughs> so, um, uh, anyway, you can beat us in uh, magic and soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that was that was uh, another reward awesome. story. It was, it's some good pro tours. I've been lucky to go to some of these ones that were like. Very like Kai winning the first, uh, uh, John Finkel winning his first one, things like that. So they were pretty awesome. Yeah. So I've, I've been a lucky lad over that's, the years. That's awesome. Also, just for our listeners who don't, who may not remember, Razor Fin Hunter is an apocalypse card, which I've always loved. This art, it's like a little goblin merfolk <laughs> thing. It's actually, an, oh wait, it actually is a merfolk <laughs> goblin. <laughs> it's, it's a blue and a red. It's a one one, and it says tap. Razor Fin Hunter deals one damage to target creature or player. Yeah. <laughs> taking down a proto. <laughs> well, not taking down. Yeah. Just making oh man, waves. it was so cool. I was, when I made the mistake and never went six zero, I thought, oh my god, this would have been the best moment in history, just to turn <laughs> up with a brew. Because at the time, oh, what was it? Mike Long had a website or something, yeah. and he featured the deck. Mm-hmm. He had some old yeah. website, and I thought, oh. <laughs> but I also. I loaned the deck to oh, an American player, and he played in a Sydney GP, 
and top 16 with it. Um, just for a bit of fun, he was. Uh, oh my God, if I could remember his name, I can't. He's still a he's still a pro. He mostly plays on the SEG tour though. Um, can't mm. remember his name. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but he was uh, he was there with Antonio De Rosa. So, um, but I remember the two of them thinking the deck was a bit of fun, and uh, but the, it went five <laughs> one. So anyway, that was a, awesome. that was a wee. Another wee war story, but I'd be I'd be here all night if I wanted to them. keep going. But we'll we'll rest at some point. All right. Well, yeah, we'll let we'll let Pat, you know, take care of his kids. <laughs> uh, cook dinner. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, Pat, you got uh you got some scoops in the top uh, eight? Nope, not this week. I haven't pl- I haven't played any <laughs> no magic scoops? since the last uh, since since I played at Etsy like two weeks ago since. Two weeks, yeah, two weeks, two yeah. weeks. Yeah. We've been, uh, yeah, two. Well, oh, of course, yeah, land. of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been busy with the tournament. So uh, we're running short on time, so we'll talk more. But we got some cool developments with the Leaving a Legacy 2 to 5K. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that sure. next week. Uh, Gary, we don't do uh, uh, shout-outs. We do scoops in the top eight because we're special. <laughs> uh, what, do you got any uh, <laughs> You got any scoops in the top eight you like to make? What does that mean? Sorry. Uh, if anyone you want to thank, anyone you want, you want to call attention to? Uh, well, you guys, you're the first time, as as you know, and uh, I've never been on <laughs> Skype before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a little Skype troubleshooting you, before you, we you started. You win a GP, you hook up with all the new tech, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd get a Twitter so, and a Skype. Yeah, and uh... <laughs> Gary, we're going to get you some Bitcoin out of the cast, okay? So stay tuned. <laughs> I've got earphones on. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, no, I appreciate this, guys. I've never been on a podcast. I, I only listen to a couple of podcasts, but you'll be on my recipe now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad. Do awesome. you know, yeah, I only listen to Patrick Chapins because as Magic players go, he was my hero. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, he, he's the man that, when being called the innovator, I just always looked up to him and just thought, man, He's the he's the he's the bee's knees. I know he's controversial in some moments and things like that. But when he won his pro tour and stuff like that, it was all awesome. So yeah, yeah. Um, I do like him. I, I like a, a lot of them. But that's the only podcast I've ever heard. So now now I've been on one. Great. But, yeah. Just a, awesome. a shout out to you guys for uh, doing this for me. This Aww. has uh, opened my eyes, and I might uh, I might start my own show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah do it Pod- up podcasting is so much honestly it's so much fun um it's a lot of work but it and it's a labor yeah. of love but it really yeah. it opens you up to uh segments of the community that you might not have access to otherwise so uh yeah, we really yeah. like to do it and we really enjoy it no this is a this yeah. is a also... all the way across the across the pond as well so no nah, this is great but shout out to what? everybody that supported me at that gp because I've never seen anything like that before, and uh, I don't think anybody has. It's a, it's a, it's a one-off, I think, just because all these Scots guys stayed behind and and supported me. So awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, you could definitely feel the love in the room that that you know through the stream. That was that yeah, was awesome. It was so. good because uh, Riley was spot on. He was genius. So, <laughs> and uh, we've got Copenhagen in two weeks. So we'll do some standard. Yeah, we'll see you. So. Take home another trophy. <laughs> wow. 
Um, but yeah, no, Gary, it, it's been awesome having you, you on. Uh, we do, we do, uh, we do history episodes from time to time. So far, we've done the history of Blue White Control and the history of Reanimator. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're up for it, love to draw on your uh, your war stories again yeah, in totally. the future. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, by all means, uh, I'd love to speak to you guys again. Well, Hell yeah! Do you guys awesome. You guys can. Do you guys go along to? Oh no, you're not. Pro tours have changed. You used to be able to go inside <laughs> events and all There's... kinds of stuff, and just hundreds of people came. Um, but now they're kind of locked up. <laughs> I aren't know. They? Yeah. Also, we're we're both pretty much exclusively legacy yeah. players, and it's pretty hard to get on the pro tour being a legacy <laughs> player. This year, though, this year has been pretty yeah. favorable with all the yes, team events. Exactly. So yeah, that's the, pretty cool. The team events were good. Um, they've been fun. Awesome. Um, well, I also want to scoop you in, Gary. Gary, thanks so much for coming on. This is this is great. I love all the all the war stories and just everything with the community. I think you know, Gary, you're you're really a great example of just what makes the you know magic and especially just the legacy community so awesome. Just people have been been around and part of the community, and you know, are, it's more about the game and the people than these pieces of cardboard with dollar bills attached mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, so, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. That's the way on. I think as well. Yeah, which is. Yeah, um, which is why I'm happy to do all that with the decks and things like that and anything else I can do. I've got a friend that's going to Pro Tour in uh, two weeks, is that? Yeah, uh, the Dominaria one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yep. I'm sending him down a big box of cards. So just to <laughs> borrow because he doesn't know what he's going to use, obviously. And, yeah, he just it's, it's great just to, yeah, he's part of the community. If he does yeah. well, great. I'm happy. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Um, I also have a proxy scoop. Uh, Tom Smiley uh, <laughs> asked me to scoop in. Uh, so Tom was at GP Toronto. <laughs> and uh, in his round three, he sits down and his opponent, Joe Albus, goes, are you Tom? Like Tom Smiley from Leaving a Legacy? <laughs> and Tom goes, Tom goes, uh, uh, yeah, that's me. And I, Tom said, I guess he, I don't know if Tom was like flustered or the ego got to his head, <laughs> but he had a mole and goes to scry <laughs> and he wanted to scry it to the top <laughs> and he just put it on the bottom. <laughs> so, so he like, he calls the judge over. He's like, judge, I, I scried to the bottom. I meant to put it to the top. And the judge was just like, well, you did it. <laughs> so, so Tom Tom asked me to scoop in his opponent, uh, Joe, uh, for an awesome game and just being a, a fun opponent and flustering Tom into uh, <laughs> just throwing that card on the bottom. That's, That's pressure. fantastic. <laughs> That's the pressure. <laughs> well, round three. <laughs> 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 so congrats to Joe on uh on beating Tom out. <laughs> nice. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh Pat, you going to take us home? Yeah, you got to you got to die. Oh, we do enjoy. I didn't know we had time for joke game today, but Oh, we got to do the joke game. Oh, joke yeah, game. you made my night, Pat. Gary, we we have a <laughs> list of listener submitted uh jokes that we uh we roll a die to read uh-huh. off. So, let's get let's get a good one. I got number five, Pat. Number five. Uh, actually, uh, how fitting. Our friend Zach Turgeon, uh, who's an, oh, uh, <laughs> himself an innovator of the mono-red stompy lists. Uh, <laughs> uh, standard deviation, no longer enough for kinky mathematician. 
Is it solipsistic in here or is it just me? <laughs> Jurisprudence fetishist gets off on technicality. I don't I don't understand any of these jokes. <laughs> these, these are too heady for me. These are too highbrow, Zach. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Zach. Jeez. <laughs> You're a moderate stompy player. It's supposed to be like her, her fart joke. Wow. Her. wow, Pat. Wow. Way to discriminate. <laughs> no, I love I love Zach. He knows that. He's the best. Uh give us a give us a lowbrow joke, Pat. Uh, <laughs> uh let's see. Did you hear about the magic player that got cut in half? Uh no. He's alright now. I don't get it. He's alright now. He's all right. Please explain. <laughs> Man, I wonder what are all these highbrow jokes? <laughs> what threw me off is that it was a magic player. Like, being a magic player had no part of the joke. I was expecting a magic punchline. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Gary, as you can tell, we're not very good at the joke game. Uh, it's not our fault. They're user submitted. They're listener submitted. We don't have funny listeners. That's the problem. I say it every week. Our listeners need to be funnier. Uh, Gary, not to put you on the spot, but do you have a joke you'd like to share? <laughs> oh, man, I wish I did. It's okay. Uh, next time I speak to you, I'll be prepared with a, a good Scottish one. There we go. We expect, we expect a limerick. I know that's generally Irish, but... <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Uh, all right, let's let's get out of here, Gary. Thanks again so much for coming on. This has been great. Thank you so much. It was great. Awesome. Thank you very much. Awesome. All right, Pat, play us out with something sweet. Yeah. <laughs>